Hey, everybody out there in podcast land, welcome to the weekend edition of Sports Frenzy 2.0, taping on the 28th of July. This will air on the last day of July, the 31st, when the conquistador, Dave Height, and the maestro, Kevin Crane, will be seeing Warrant with Mrs. C and the boys. Yes, going to be a good, frolicking good time. Be Warrant and uh, lead singer from Trickster. No, lead singer from Mr. Big and the guitarist, from, guitarist Trickster, from Trickster. With okay. Eddie Trunk hosting. Looking forward to listening to Mr. Trunk, the guru of all things metal. Yes, we're hoping we get a chance to meet him. Hopefully, there'll be a meet and greet. The only the only problem with that is doors are only going to open for an hour before the show, so. We'll see what happens. Yeah. So you'll you'll get a big, well, not a big, but you'll get a concert review a Mr. from big us. Review. <laughs> a Mr. Big Warrant review. So next week's music segment, we'll have that. And then a couple weeks from now, we will have a review of the new Night Ranger album. Yes. Coming out August. Looking the, forward to that. Should be the 6th, I believe. A-T-B-Y-O. Yes. Eight, and the band... A-T-B-P-O. A-T-B, yes, and the band played yes. on. So we got some music stuff coming for you, but right now uh, we've got news and then we've got some story time for yes, you. Yes, a combined, A combined story time from your Uncle Dave and your Uncle Kev. I got this one today. Very interesting. I did not realize that Whitesnake had an album in 1997 called Restless Heart that never was released in the U.S. Why? It was supposed to be the follow-up to Slip of the Tongue. Yeah. There was some kind of a debate whether it should be a David Coverdale solo album or whether it should be a Whitesnake album. So it was only released overseas, but it will finally be released in the U.S. on October the 29th. Looking forward to that. That could be interesting. That is right when they were in their prime. Yes. But again, just boggled my mind when I heard Whitesnake had an album that nobody's ever heard because it was released overseas. I'm sure there's pirated copies floating around out there. but Probably, but that's also right tail ending the the whole grunge thing. Right. When hair metal hair bands were on the outs. So that probably led to a lot of it here in the States where that stuff was still strong overseas. So very cool news. Um, also, new music coming. Don't have a date yet, but this has got to be one of the coolest album titles of all time. Dave Mustaine announced there is a new Megadeth album coming out called <laughs> The Sick, The Dying, and The Dead. I like it. <laughs> Um, looking forward to that. Yeah, and they've had a lot of controversy lately. They have with the bass the player, bass player, and his <clears throat> predilections for perversion. Yes, that's a polite predilections for perversion of pedophilia. Yeah, it's uh, it's not a good situation. And, and At least they kicked his ass out. They of handled the it the right way. I was just going to say they handled it the right way. They said, "We're done. You're out. Bye bye." I'm sure there'll be lawsuits filed and all that Whatever. wonderful stuff. 
but the band made the right call separating themselves. Yeah, because God knows you can't fart in this day and age without getting a lawyer involved. Exactly. Last night, July the 27th, the era of live Mammoth WVH began a surprise show. I almost got in my car and drove to Kansas, Dave. <laughs> but one day notice, one day notice, a small club, kind of like Eight Seconds, where we see Jackal every year down in Indy, small club in Lawrence, Kansas, Mammoth WVH had their first live show. Uh, that would have been great to see him in a more intimate setting, unlike when we're going to see him at Lucas Oil Field opening for Guns N' Roses next month. Down the road. Down the road, we'll make it happen. At some point, we'll be able to get to two see months, them. Two months, sorry, two months. No worries. No worries. Um, by all accounts, early reviews, Twitter posts and all that crap, uh, show was fantastic. Don't expect again, and I res I really respect Wolfgang for this. Don't expect Van Halen. No, he's not playing a Van Halen song. No, he's playing his stuff only, and that's as it should be. He needs to strike out on his own. Right. So yeah, you're not getting any Van Halen covers. Don't go in expecting it. You're not getting it. I respect it. I love it. It's fantastic. That's as it should be. I'm going to do a little podcast news here, even though music podcasting, I don't know, kind of fits, but kind of doesn't. I found this very interesting. I didn't realize with our podcast, with other podcasts I listen to, Eddie Trunk, um, you know, sports podcasts, it's all discussion. It's all talk. I didn't realize that there were podcasts that kind of went back to the old school radio days where they're doing narrative stories, new original narrative stories. Spotify, Such as. Spotify has just landed Batman Unburied, which will be an original series of stories or podcast episodes, obviously based on the Batman mythology, except... They're really giving it a very wild twist where Bruce Wayne is a forensic pathologist in this, investigating mysterious deaths in Gotham. If you remember, and we love him. So, so are we combining Batman, Quincy, and Sherlock Holmes <laughs> all into one? All I know from what I read is Alfred is in it. I, I like who they've got doing the voice of Batman. So all you people out there who think I am just a scumbag who hates political correctness, this will prove you wrong to a point. Winston Duke Ooh. from Black Panther, nice. great voice, will be doing Bruce Wayne slash Batman. I love it. That's, he, he has got, got a, great a phenomenal voice, voice to He's be able to for do this. that. So I don't care. Color of his skin doesn't matter to me. He's perfect for this. Do I want him playing Batman on the big screen? No. Not necessarily. But, but for this, he's perfect. Now we have to move on in music to health news, deaths, and story time. We're, we're, uh, we're, we're going to kind of 
jump the gun. Right. First off, though, first off, um, Leonard Skinner's Gary Rosington, founding member, had to go in for emergency heart surgery. Hate to hear that. And I know he's well on in his years and all the, the time he spent on the road, all the hard living. Um, hard living, you heartache. Wonder, you wonder if their tour is going to go on, you know. Yeah. Supposedly, maybe, maybe not the fi- final farewell tour. They've kind of backed off on that. They said, well, now we don't know. Uh, i got to believe this now with Rosington. A, it's got to put a, a damper on that one. Right. But, of course, the saddest news just came out today. Um, ZZ Top's bassist Dusty Hill passed away. So, like Dave said, we're jumping the gun on our moments of silence for this one because this is... This is big. Yeah, this impacts us in a big way. He and I both grew up with ZZ Top. That little band from Texas. That went from grungy, nasty, southern blues rock and then polished themselves up just enough to make it through MTV, become mega stars with the beards and the fuzzy guitars and And the the car. And the cars. So we're going to do a little story time for you because we figured it would be appropriate now with Dusty Hill. Prayers and thoughts, obviously, to him family and friends and you know especially to uh billy gibbons and frank beard who his bandmates yeah bandmates for 50 plus years and zz top just played recently up here in our area but um dusty was not with them they said he had a hip injury at that time so their guitar tech was subbing for him yeah through some of those dates but uh Dave and I lucked into free tickets. And sometimes these conglomerates, Ticketmaster, Live Nation, can do the right thing, can be nice, and can do the yep, good say, thing. Oh, you've been overcharged on so many things. We'll throw you a bone. Pick from these for a couple yeah, of and free I tickets. Got, yes, and all the concerts we go to, all the money we've pumped into them, Boy, that sounds bad. That sounds so cool. <laughs> um, but we got, I got an email back there in the summer of 2019. Yep. Where Hollywood Amphitheater, which is in Tinley Park outside of Chicago, sent us an email. And now we are not a fan of that venue. No. Too many obstructions, too many, too many bad sight lines. So that's why we hadn't gone back. Right. That and the fact that even though it's an outdoor arena, they will not allow tailgating in the parking lot, unlike other outdoor venues we've been to. Right. It's not a Live Nation thing. It's a state-by-state thing. Yeah. Because our favorite venue, Ruoff, down outside of Indianapolis, you can party all day and all night in their parking lot. Yes. And that's a Live Nation venue, but Tinley Park, the Hollywood Casino Amphitheater, will not. Because of it's, Illinois it, yes. guidelines. So anyway, they sent me an email, said, we have not seen you in a while. And I wanted to type in, no shit, your venue bites ass. Yeah. You yelled at us for eating Subway while we were sitting on the, the <laughs> tailgate, tailgate of, of a truck. truck. 
No, we had to eat so inside. So they, they offered us free lawn seats, two free lawn seats to a show of our choice. And Dave had never seen ZZ Top before. And I had seen them once, but it was back in the mid-80s. And Cheap Trick opened for them. And I said, dude, are we in? We're in. It's free. We'll see Cheap Trick again. I have to see ZZ. I have to. So we headed out. We saw them. I believe it was the 9th of September. If it wasn't, or the it was the seventh of September, yeah, it was twenty nineteen. It was close, one one day or the other. I believe it was the seventh. So, cheap trick redeemed themselves. We had seen them a couple times before, and had been disappointed with the performances. It's like they just mailed it in, right? This time they were better. They they were in their home state. Close to their hometown. Rockford. Yep. And they were, that that was the best we had seen them. Right. And it was thoroughly enjoyable. Right. Then we got to see ZZ. I wish I could tell you, based on the fact that we're talking about the passing of Dusty Hill, that it was the greatest show of all time. It was an entertaining and enjoyable, but it was short. It was short. And they skimped on a couple of big songs yeah, that did, I wanted to hear. We did not get Cheap Sunglasses. We did not get Tube Snake Boogie. So, for what it was, it was enjoyable and it was free. Yes, that was a big part. And it was... It gave me... Closure. Closure. Right. Seeing ZZ Top live and... Dusty was looking a little big, not moving around that great, which would probably have been the hip issue. Um, was playing pretty well. Didn't seem to be playing a lot like he would have normally. Uh, Frank Beard, the drummer, I thought looked the most fragile of the group, and but still played phenomenal drums. But this really gave me a greater appreciation for Billy Gibbons as yeah. a guitarist. And we reviewed his last solo album here about a month and a half ago. Yeah. Hardware, which was great. He's still rocking and rolling. You got to wonder about the future of ZZ now, though. Yeah. With it being down to two, we'll see what happens. Yeah. I don't does, know. Does Billy Gibbons just go on as... Solo way. Yeah. Is Frank's health going to be there to allow him to continue? And we've talked about this and talked about this. Your your boys are starting to figure out that these guys aren't going to be around that much the longer. The music they enjoy listening to, they're starting to see the passing of some of these classic, classic great, great rockers. bands. They're wanting to see them which is why in September we're taking them to see the priest. Right. Now, a couple of years ago, they didn't have this type of attitude. They were like, nah, we don't want to eh, go. We'll we don't want to go. Choose. Yeah. Now, now they're starting to see, oh, wait, these guys aren't going to be around forever. Five, 10 years from now, we're going to see a massive change in the music landscape. Yes. So, and it's going to be for the worse. 
because There's with not- all these classic rockers going away into that dark night. Sorry, no pun intended with the Batman's <laughs> but, uh, podcast thing, but um, it's 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 sad in multiple ways. It harkens the changing of the guard in terms of music, and again, in a bad way, as far as I look at it. And it also means we're closer to the end. Now there you had to go and bum me out. But I didn't yell. So the heart monitor, by the way, if you didn't (laughs) listen to our regular sports frenzy this week, I am trying to not yell. He's trying to be a kinder, gentler, For one week only. Calmer. For one week only. This is a limited time offer. Of no screaming from the mice. For one week. I did not mean to bum you out, but it's true. That's why we need to see these bands now and enjoy our lives while we can. All right, kids, that'll wrap up music for this week. We're going to come back. We've got reviews of The Old Guard. Yep. Took us a little time to get to it, but we finally watched it. And then I will have a review of Do You Want to Play a Game? I'm catching up on my Saw movies. There you go. We'll have some streaming TV stuff thrown in the mix. Yep. Dumbasses. More moments of silence. Too many. But Dusty, Dusty deserved his own segment, his own story time. For sure. Again, because ZZ Top meant so much to us growing up. The longevity of that little band. From Texas, yes. So, if you have if you have not listened to ZZ Top, I know most of you who listen to us probably have. But protege, if you're listening, anybody out there under thirty years old who does not know who ZZ Top is, at least listen to their greatest hits. Yes, especially the stuff from the late seventies, mid to late seventies. Yeah, don't don't get sucked in by the MTV era polished, you know, sleeping bag type stuff. That is not ZZ Top. No, Eliminator was ZZ Top. Right. And after Eliminator, they went too polished. And then they came back later with albums like Antenna, and they kind of tried to go back. Back to their roots. Roots from the 70s and early 80s. So that's the stuff you need to listen to. LaGrange, um, like we said, cheap sunglasses, tube snake boogie, the yep. classic ZZ top stuff. Not trying to diminish Eliminator, but that was when that the they made themselves of the beginning know. of well, the well, MTV era. And I'm sure they wouldn't have they wouldn't take it back for a second because it made them tens of millions of dollars. Oh, yeah, that put them over the top. But in terms of the band that they are, the band that they were. That was not ZZ Top. No, the 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 big ones off of Lemonator were not them, but there are true ZZ Top songs on Eliminator. Right, agreed. Legs, obviously, perfect fit for the ZZ Top canon of great songs. Yes. So, check them out, kids. We'll good be, stuff. We wouldn't steer you wrong. We'll be right back with our movie reviews. Stay tuned. When your day of dealing with international intrigue is over, 
and you've settled down in your Aston Martin, call up Sports Frenzy 2.0 on your phone or smart car stereo. Every Thursday, Kevin Dave will take your mind off the megalomaniac who just had a laser pointed at your genitals with the best sports criticism around. And don't forget to listen to the weekend edition every Saturday so you can plan out your entertainment options with the femme fatale of your choice. Grab a martini, shaken, not stirred, and check out Frenzy, Sports Frenzy 2.0. Hey everybody, welcome back to the weekend edition of Sports Frenzy 2.0. I am the maestro, Kevin Crane. I'm the conquistador, Dave Height. It's time for movies, movies, movies here, taping on July the 28th. This will hit on the 31st. Our mutual review this week, been on Netflix for a while. The Old Guard. We finally decided to check this out. Charlize Theron leading a group of quote-unquote immortals. Yes, to have been around forever and come across a new immortal for the first time in 200 years while trying to stay out of the clutches of an evil pharmaceutical magnet. Yeah. Um, this, this one, I had a hard time reviewing. I have to admit it, so... We can talk about That's... this one for a few minutes. I initial, I like the idea. I really the, the like the idea. The premise is phenomenal. I, I think you and I are going to agree on this one. I had problems with, number one, it did the old PC crap, as it these yep. always do. The, the immortal group, the small immortal group, had to consist of a gay couple an African American who was the new and a, a female leader, you know, um, and then of course the the heterosexual white man had to be the douchebag, right? We're not going to say any more than that. Um, I I didn't have a problem with the female lead. I did, I did, and not not because it was a female lead. We've talked about this. You're going to review jolt with me next week right we reviewed gunpowder milkshake last week so we're, we're really not having issues with no female-led action movies i didn't like Charlize theron in this she acted like she was constipated throughout the entire movie it, she was, it was not a well-executed film across the board the premise was there but it lacked a lot I think it lacked a sense of humor, is what I think. That was what I walked away with, was it was so serious and so negative about everything. There were no light moments of humor. Like, you you guys can disrespect goofy action movies all you want, but... You gotta have that those one-liners that pop in from time to time. Right, and this movie doesn't really have any of them. It's just so bashing you over the head, negative, negative. Charlie's Theron, like I said, is just so sullen through the whole thing. She's Debbie Downer throughout Within like the first 20 minutes, she she basically sits there and throws her hands up and says, we can't fix this. We can't fix society. What's the point? Woe is me. Right. I'm world weary after being alive for 
three millennia. And I get that. I do get that. And that comes into play later. And I thought that was a decent plot twist where, you know, the world weariness of the, again, the, the quote unquote immortals is all I'll say. Right. But the new one, the new one they bring in, terrible actress. She's she awful. Was not She's good. awful. And that was the, all the, a concession to trying to make the cast the, PC. The, the character was good. Yes. Yes. And if you would have had a different actress, she was awful. I'm sorry. She it was would awful. have been pulled off much better. I'm not going to pull my punches because no, of she her, did not do of a her good skin job. color. She was a terrible actress. No, you you could have you could have gotten somebody else with more charisma that would have been able to pull it off. There was just they're just she just blah. She was just there. Right. right. And I, I did like the casting. Of the the pharma CEO, yeah, he was just wow. He's a creep. Yeah, well played creep. Yeah, boy, get him some dental work, man. He had about <laughs> he's the, British. Come <laughs> on, there is no dental. He work. had about the worst teeth of anybody I've ever seen in my life as an actor. Oh my god, he's British. But again. This movie had potential to me. It, it, it really did. It and did, I think it just failed. It failed on many levels. I I did not care for it all that much. Yeah, the action scenes didn't do much for me. They were pretty generic. Yeah. They were few and far between. There was a lot again, a lot of moping around about oh, oh my god, we're gonna live forever. What are we gonna do? The typical stuff. You've heard this before in any movie involving immortal beings. Oh, the people we love are going to die around us and we live on. Like so, vampire movies, that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, we yeah, get we it by now. Get how, it. how about you deal with it in a different way other than just everybody going, oh, woe is me. We get to live forever. Okay, let me live forever. I'll give it a shot. Yeah. Sorry, bud. I know you're going to die, but if I get to live forever... Screw you. See ya. I'll See, be at your funeral. I will do everything now, I can I to make you the comfortable. Only movie that really kind of pulled that off is it not being dreary was Highlander. See, you're, you're in territory I'm not familiar with. So I'm not a Highlander guy. Okay. There Sorry. we go. Sorry, not a Highlander guy. Um and again. I don't want to rip on Charlize Theron too much because, but I do. This is again why I want to give this movie a little more time than normal, is because she is a very tricky actress for me to. She is judge. either phenomenal or she's horrible. There's well, not I, a lot of give, in between. You have to with give her. her credit for what she did early on in her career with Monster, where she won the Academy Award, right? Where she plumped up and she looked awful and terrible and you know did the whole physical transformation right. thing but now you know now she's pretty back up again you know she's still a great actress but see you and I we were psyched remember years ago this could be like a mini story time let's do another let's do a mini story time. all right Dave and I years ago Dave and I don't get to go see a lot of movies together. Sometimes we do with his family, um, with Mrs. C and the boys. We'll go see the Marvel stuff once in a while. Yeah. 
there was a time when Dave and I would go out together. We and had just sports go see the, frenzy movie night out. Right. And we would go see the guy type, the macho stuff. We'd yeah. go see Harold Kumar or the latest Kevin Smith movie. Yep. And he and I, this could have been the last time we did that, or one of the last times, was Mad Max Fury Road. I was just going there. Yes. I was, we had again, not... simpatico because I was thinking yes. Furiosa. Yes. So, we had been waiting for the fourth installment, even though it wasn't technically in the timeline, the fourth installment, the fourth movie in the Mad Max series. We'd been waiting. George Miller, Jesus, takes longer to, to put out a movie than I do to shit. Okay? <laughs> now, supposedly, the fifth one is going to be Furiosa. We'll get that in 2029. Maybe. Might be 2035 at the point. And, of course, Charlize going. is not in on it because they're going to do a prequel. So it's going to be the Anna Taylor, Taylor Joy is that the, from New Mutants and The Witch, yeah. that movie you love so much? Uh, yeah. <laughs> With the big bug eyes? Yeah. But anyway, I digress. So we saw Mad Max Fury Road, and I was unbelievably happy with all of the positive reviews, and it got nominated for Best Picture at the Oscars. Surprisingly. Which was one of those few times you got a glimmer of hope that or maybe Hollywood... Maybe they might get it? Yeah. Because it was a phenomenal movie. It was worth the wait. It was. The action scenes, the the storm, the dust storm, and the the fighters swinging back and forth on the poles. The cars, the gunfights. The, oh. Tom, Tom Hardy was a great, great Mad Max. He did a great job. The skull carved into the side of the, the monolith with the water, water pouring out. out. When... The dictator decided to let it come out. Yes. And then, of course, Charlize Theron played Furiosa. And she got the mountains, heaps of praise for the role. I thought she was good. I don't I don't I, know if she was great. And I honestly... She, she was really good. I think what they thought was... It was a different... Another different type of role for her. So she got that credit a la the monster. And Atomic Blonde. Yeah. Another great female-driven action movie, which she starred in. Yeah. Um, but again, it kind of pissed me off. That she... After, after about six months or a year, after the, the praise and the hype for Fury Road died out. It made a ton of money. It did really well. You and I both agreed, great. That means we're getting another one. Mad Max is back. Yeah. No, it, no, it all they, focused on Furiosa yeah. and not Max. Which upset me beyond belief. Because it's Mad Max, not Furiosa. We want Mad Max. So we'll see where this goes. But again, with the Charlize Theron reference coming back around full circle to the old guard and Atomic Blonde, if you want to bring that one in too, I appreciate the fact she's trying to do action movies. I appreciate the fact that she's very good in any role she does. She is a 
very good She's actress. A good actress. I'll take her any day over Meryl Streep. Oh hell yeah! Um, but I have never been enamored with her in any of these movies. Atomic Blonde was good, not great. Fury Road was great, but not because of her. Right. There was a a whole hell of a lot more going on. That was a George Miller. George Miller is phenomenal. Again, he's like James Cameron. He puts out one movie every 10 years and everybody waits, you know, sitting on the edge of their seat. Oh, what's the genius going to come up with? Yeah. If it's George Miller doing the Mad Max universe, I'm in. Hands down. But old old guard, uh, it was a letdown. I thought it was. I give it two frenzies. That's about where I would a week two. I, I almost. I give it a strong two. But I will give it a week two. I was not over the moon on it. See now, I I, I almost bailed on. If it. I had to, if see that's funny, because if if I had somebody sitting with me while I watched it, and asked me, "What do you think the conquistador is going to say about this?" I would have said. He probably won't love it, but he'll probably give it two and a half or three. Nope, this one is a, a week two. Wow. I just okay. was not over the moon so, about it. Yeah, we are more simpatico than I thought. Yeah, I just this, I went this, into this really, did, really expecting more. I wanted more. this to be great, and it was a letdown. Yeah. Again, great premise, great ideas in the story. But it was generic as hell. But the big pharma thing wanting to figure out a way to harvest the them. the immortality right the immortality factor it, it, it which was... opens up a whole other can of worms about why would you want everybody to be immortal because you'd have poverty famine right. disease you but they don't at some point you have to let people die so others can live but it's big pharma and all they care about are profits very good that's the cynical maestro we know and love, or conquistador we know and love. Yes. So it was just poorly executed. It was generic as hell. Week two for me. All right. So we both give it two frenzies. Again, there was something about it that kept kept me from watching it. It wasn't like one of those where I jumped right out right away when I got Netflix. Right. I'm like, I want to see it, but... Something I about don't. it just doesn't and feel right. I I almost want to go one and a half, but wow. I just it just didn't do it for me. I never would have thought that. I really thought you would have been higher on this. No, than this one did not resonate. Did you watch with it with the boys? No, I watched it on okay. my own. I would have been just... interested to see what the boys thought. Get a younger perspective. No offense, but no, the the well, let me let me take you from a bad movie, obviously, that you didn't like, to bad movie news before oh, I get to my review. God help us. The Saint is coming back. Why are they doing it again? The Saint is coming back. Paramount is bringing back The Saint, uh, and guess what? They're bringing in some guy from the remake of Roots to play Simon Templar that I've never heard of before. Reggie Jean Page will be Simon Templar. We'll see. I've what seen. Happens. I've looked. I, I looked at pictures of him. He great. That's great. He looks like a striking 
wonderful, handsome, young black man. You're not Simon Templer. You're not Roger Moore. You're not Val Kilmer. Sorry. Yeah, screwed. Sorry. Heart monitor is going to go off. I can't take it anymore. You're fucking up the saint. I love the saint. I love Simon Templer. Why are you doing this, Hollywood, again to me? You're doing it again. The saint has so much potential. And you're going to fuck it up with your PC shit. I can't stand it anymore. Stop it. Stop it. Beep, 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 beep. Yep. I'm going to the bed next to Bob Odenkirk. <laughs> Bob and I are going to be trading war stories here. This one, uh, God, such an Just irritating story to hear this. doing things. And it's always got to, again, when does Shaft end up being a white guy? That's all I want. That is, you want to wipe the slate clean? I want Shaft as a white guy. And then I'll let it all go. The wild, wild go. west, Will Smith debacle. If, you, if you're going to go one way, you got to go the oh, other. Oh, but you won't, will you, Hollywood? You hypocrites. You, you're racist. You're reverse racist. Ah! All right. I am going to review Jigsaw. I'm trying to catch up on my Saw movies because... I am so far behind on the Saw movies. I, this will get me close, and then next week you will get my review of Spiral with Chris Rock and Samuel L. Jackson to catch me up. But I had not watched Jigsaw, which came out a few years back. So I did plunk that into the old Blu-ray player the other night and watch it. I don't know what kind of person this makes me. I really don't. <laughs> they are You're bloody. Sick, evil, they, twisted. They're bloody. They're grotesque. They're masochistic. But Jesus, God, there is some kind of genius behind the writing in these. Every one of them ropes me in. They're like a combination of an old school mystery with the bloodiest, goriest horror movie you can imagine. Now, I started watching Jigsaw, like I said, to prep for watching Spiral. I had watched one through seven in the past. Don't ask me. You, I don't know how anybody could ever sit through a marathon. Of <laughs> you, a, I mean, you can't. You can't You literally it. would have to be in a straitjacket by the time you were done. Have you seen Clockwork Orange, where you're strapped to the chair with your eyes, with the contraption keeping them open? And I'm admitting these are twisted and demented, but I love them. But you've got to take them in very small slices, no pun intended. You've got to... One at a time. Yeah, you can't do a marathon on these. You can do a marathon on Final Destination, because there's some kind of humor and lighthearted factor to them even though they're bloody yeah saw movies are deadly serious they're nasty. fucked up beyond all belief thank you perfect so i had i had watched one through seven but i i'm not going to recount them i can't remember half of them so jigsaw is basically saw eight so i watched that jigsaw is supposedly dead Supposedly, in quotes. 
See, now I thought this would have been the origin story. Nope, nope. It, the first half an hour, the 45 minutes, again, these are short. Nobody's making a two and a half hour oh, horror movie. Hell no. Unless the idiot from The Witch or Midsummer <sighs> is directing. So it's an hour and a half. So about halfway through, I'm like, okay, this is standard, typical Saw stuff. No big deal. Then you get a twist. Then you get another twist. This is why I'm saying the story writing is above average for any horror movie. It's probably above average for any normal Hollywood movie. So they screw with your head. Is Jigsaw alive? Is he dead? What's going on? Why are we going through this again with the same thing? You know? Is it Jigsaw? Do is you want to play of, a game? Is it son of Jigsaw? Is it daughter of Jigsaw? Right, right. You don't know what's going on until the very end, and they explain it to you. And it's a very, I have to admit, very satisfying payoff. There it made sense to me. But again, I'm sure somebody out there, some nut job in his basement with the walls painted black, with pentagrams all over, is going to find flaws in the, the consistency between this one and two or five or whatever. Taking it as a standalone extension of the Saw series, I was very happy with it. It was a three frenzies for me. Wow. Nice. I love the plot twist. The plot twists were awesome. Very good. So... I am looking forward to seeing Spiral. Maybe. I'm still kind of skeptical with Chris Rock and Samuel L. Jackson. Where is this going to go? I, I like the fact they've bought into this. You know? Very cool. Big names in Hollywood buying into the Saw mythology. Maybe they're fans and wanted to be a part of it. Yes. So I'm hoping that Spiral, and I'll give you that review next week, will be good. Technically Saw 9. Hoping, praying it's going to be worth my time. There you go. All right, kids. One more break. We're going to come back. We've got TV and streaming news, moments of silence, and dumbasses. Stay tuned. We'll be back. Stuck in a no-win situation? Wife being held captive while your feet bleed? Take a second to decompress. Pull out your smartphone and listen to Sports Frenzy 2.0 on Spotify, Anchor, Google, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, Breaker, Apple, Overcast, and CastBox. And don't forget to check out their Facebook page. The maestro and the conquistador will take your mind off your dire predicament and give you the best non-PC sports commentary you'll find anywhere. And once you compose your exit strategy and take down some German terrorists, you'll want to yell, yippee ki Sports Frenzy 2.0! Hey kids, welcome back to the next segment of Sports Frenzy 2.0, the weekend edition for July 31st, here as we tape on the 28th. This is the Conquistador Dave Height. With the maestro, Kevin Crane. And for this segment, we want to make sure our thoughts and prayers go out to Bob Odenkirk, who collapsed on the set of Better Call Saul 
taken to a New Mexico hospital. Uh, updates, he's in stable condition for a heart-related issue. His son, Nate, has posted on social media that he's going to be just fine, but please no direct messages. Kind of respect the family's privacy at this point as Bob recovers. So we hope everything goes well for him. And I know, I don't mean to be presumptuous, but I know for you and your boys, nobody was like a big, big thing for you guys this year kind of bringing you back out of the COVID slump and you guys want to see that. Yeah, it was the first film we saw in the theaters was nobody. The boys were dying to go. I had to take them and we thoroughly enjoyed it. And thank you for letting me borrow it. Yep. As I reviewed it a couple weeks ago and did like it as well. And uh, Better Call Saul is one of those movies that I've... Or TV shows. Yeah, sorry. TV shows that I... I really have been trying to get into, really, really have been trying to get into, and it's just one of those shows where I'm going to have to buckle down, set aside the time, and just blow through them all. And devote to it. Right. Because I get through two or three episodes, and I kind of get distracted and get pulled away from it. I know it's good. I know it's awesome. Breaking Bad, you know, the companion show. Yeah. I need to watch that as well, so... I mean, there's so much. I, I look over here, over the Conquistadors. <laughs> show, I see Sons of Anarchy. I've never gotten all the way through. I got to watch that. Now, The Wire, you need to watch. Oh, yeah, I know. Along you've with. You've got HBO Max. You've got to I watch gotta The watch Wire. I got to watch The Wire. I also have to watch Animal, Animal Kingdom. Kingdom yes. And yeah, yeah. Although, I got, I got a feeling after watching the last episode of Animal Kingdom. Did they jump the shark? No, no, but. You, you're going to have to be a very tolerant human being. Let me put it that way. I'm not a tolerant human being. You're going to have to be. I'm not a tolerant you're gonna human ha- being. If I can put up with it and enjoy the show and think it's one of the best TV shows of the last decade, you should be able to as well. But there are some things in it that are going to make you uncomfortable. I'm just saying that. Everything if, if, anymore. If I can put up with it, you can put up with it. That's all I'm saying. Oh, well, if you and can this, put up with this it, then last it's episode, nothing to me. Last episode, episode three of the current season this past Sunday, there is some stuff in there that will make you uncomfortable. Very uncomfortable. Let me just put it that way. Like but in the backseat of, like back of a Volkswagen? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. 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 <laughs> Not quite the chocolate-covered pretzel, but close. <laughs> Not quite, but close. You're going to have to deal with some of that Volkswagen backseat nonsense. Um, how about this? <laughs> we have been waiting for LeVar Burton to finally take over as Jeopardy temporary host. Yes. And the poor guy gets oh upstaged. God. Or should we say downstaged? Downstaged. <laughs> By the lowest score in the history of the show. Negative 7,400. <laughs> wow. Poor LeVar. We haven't seen a score that low since SNL Celebrity Jeopardy. <laughs> Turd Ferguson. <laughs> oh, God. Don't get me going on those. The, the greatest... Oh, back when SNL was actually 
a good show, a when funny it was show. Funny. Oh God! When you look forward to seeing it every week. Yes. God. Instead of now, when you just hope those idiots don't do something cringeworthy. Yeah, and you're guaranteed to. But yeah, poor Lavar. I'm rooting for him. I, anybody but Aaron Rodgers. Right now, Aaron Rodgers to me is the Antichrist. I don't want him to have any. I don't want to see him at all. I want to see him in a San Francisco homeless encampment with needles strewn around <laughs> the entrance wow. to his little his little pup tent. That's how much I hate Aaron Rodgers right now. So 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 we're hearkening back to to the standard from Ace Ventura, Pet Detective. <laughs> May he die of gonorrhea and rotten hell. <laughs> That'd be all right. That'd be fun. I don't. I don't want Shailene Woodley to have gonorrhea, though. Well, no. But I, I find it funny. We reference this in the regular sports frenzy episode. Like I said, word is he's got a man bun now. So I'm wondering how much Shailene Woodley had to do with Aaron. You look really good with that. Your hair pinned up like nobody that. looks good in a man bun. Nobody. Wrestling news, very quickly, not a big deal. <laughs> but SummerSlam is going into the movie theaters. The movie theaters are oh. desperately trying to pick up business. Because Hollywood's not releasing any freaking films. Yeah, the whole Black Widow controversy continues. They're going back and forth with Disney about how they got screwed with the whole $30. God. Supposedly, Jungle Cruise coming out this Friday is the last time they're going to do this for a while because Shang-Chi comes out here at the end of the summer. Yeah. They are going to let that go exclusively to theaters. So that will be a better gauge of how well the new Marvel films are going to do. Yeah, we'll see. But let's face it. is Does anybody really want to see Jungle Cruise? Well, again, I admire the, the, no, I don't, unless Emily Blunt takes her top off. No, I don't want to. Yeah, that's not going to happen. Another rock movie. Great. Just what we need. Another Dwayne Johnson movie. Ooh, yeah. He's got to literally be one of the, to me, if I see his name on a movie, I kind of want to walk away and go, it's going to be a generic, stupid, unfunny kind of action movie. Yeah, almost to the point where uh, Bruce Willis is at this point. Right, exactly. We'll take right. anything put in front of him. Right. Yeah, you can another four or five years, The Rock will be doing everything straight to video, just like Bruce Willis. So, again, SummerSlam going to the theaters, I don't understand. I understand they're trying to jack up any kind of income, any kind of revenue they can bring into the theaters, but... It, as much as we talked about in our Sports Frenzy regular podcast this week, $5 to watch a pay-per-view on Peacock at home isn't that much to pay. So why am I going to go out to the movie theater to watch SummerSlam when I can pay $5 to watch it in my own home on my big screen mm-hmm. LED TV? Doesn't make a lot of sense. Pay, what, $8 for a tub of popcorn when I can make one for 50 cents at home. Yeah. Admire the, the chutzpah, the 
trying, trying. to jumpstart things. But Here's another one with Peacock. That how about, how about Hollywood just put the freaking movies back in the theaters where they belong? Then you're not going to like this. Peacock again. Nobody cares! This one really blows my mind because I really don't care about this. Universal and Peacock, of course, under the same corporate umbrella, have agreed to a $400 million deal for a new trilogy of Exorcist movies. Oh, for crying out loud. And the big draw is they feature Ellen Burstyn, who was in the original. whoop de frickin do You know what? She doesn't even matter in those because she was not the possessed one. Come on! Well, how many of the sequels to the original Exorcist have failed miserably? Everything? I think there's at least four out there that, that have, are miserable failures. And now $400 million for this? For this stupid. deal? Stupid. Absolutely stupid. Look at the movies that are making money right now. This week, this past weekend, M. Night Shyamalan's Old made $16.5 million. You sit there and go, big deal. It only cost $18 million to make. Yeah. So it's going to turn a profit even in COVID times. Nobody cares. Who's paying $400 million for a trilogy from a dead franchise? Again, nobody cares that's again, what nbc stands for but again they can all they have to do is move that money from one book to another because it's all under the same oh, umbrella god it's awful dave i got your next new book to read october the 26th renegades bruce springsteen and barack obama yeah i saw that <laughs> i had to order it for the library well you're gonna read it right Shit, I don't read nonfiction. You know this. I'd say it's Let fiction. Let alone. I'd say it's fiction is what I'd say. Let alone. Why would I read anything by these two? These two circle jerking each other. Exactly. You're going, oh, you're, you're wonderful. No, you're, you're wonderful. No, you're wonderful. No, you're wonderful, Schmoopy. No, Schmoopy, you're wonderful. <laughs> oh, my God. It makes me sick to my freaking stomach, these two. It's awful. No. No, no, and every, no, 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 no. The world wants you to believe everybody buys into the fact that these two are the two of the most brilliant, greatest human beings of all time. And the bestest of friends from the dawn of time. They're doing it to make money. They're playing you, you stupid lemmings. Bruce has to pay for his alcohol issues. Which he won't get arrested for because he's Bruce Springsteen, even if he's drinking tequila on a motorcycle in a park in New Jersey in the middle of the night. Because he's Bruce Springsteen, which is wrong and effed up. Exactly. God. All right. Moving on to our moment of silence. Of course, we talked about Dusty Hill earlier. Tragic loss for the music community, but we have more. Unfortunately, more. Yeah, the music community, again, takes big hits. Oof. Joey Jordison, the original drummer for Slipknot, died way too young. Yeah, he was like 46, died in his sleep. 
Now he did have, I, I believe he did have substance abuse issues. Yeah, there was that going on, but still. And then Mike Howe, lead singer for Metal Church, passed away. Again, Slipknot and Metal Church are not in my wheelhouse in terms of music. I know who they are. Um, I know there's a lot of people out there that probably do love Slipknot. I know they're extremely popular. Yeah. Metal Church. Yeah, Isn't that borderline? I, yeah. Um, but... John Hutchinson, who played guitar for David Bowie back in the day, just passed away. Yep. And, and then... Big actor, big comedian, Jackie Mason passed away. And, whew, wow, he was in his 90s. So that's a heck of a run. This guy was, he was hysterical. Kind of the deadpan vaudeville guy growing up through the ranks. So he's going to be, he was, he'll be sorely missed. I'm sure he had some good stuff back in the day. I'm sure this is going to come back and bite you in the ass, but it seems like comedians, if they can control themselves, not succumb to the drugs and the alcohol like John Belushi or Chris Farley, they seem to outlive everybody. You know, they, they, they can, if, if, if they can control their demons, that's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. Richard Pryor, of course, couldn't. Yeah. Robin Williams. Right. Unable to. Right. But you've got, you've got the old vaudeville guys and gals that have really pushed through and have not had any. I think if you hit 60. You probably end up being good for another 20, 30 years if you're a comedian. Yeah. You know? So the dice man's getting close to being okay. <laughs> Hickory dickory dock. <laughs> Little boy blue. Oh, I had that uncomfortable conversation with my daughter last week. Dad, who's your favorite comedian? <laughs> well, I love Eddie Murphy. Yeah, who else? Robin Williams. Who else? Andrew, Andrew Dice, Dice Clay. Isn't he a misogynist? <laughs> yes. Yes. Yes, he is. Little Miss Muffet sat on a tuffet. <laughs> Jack and Jill went up the hill. God. Seriously. His first album, the and Dice Eddie Man Murphy's coming. Delirious. Oh, my God. Robin Williams and Night at the Met. Yep. Oh my God. Three the greatest, of the greatest the three comedy. That should be the trilogy of, of greatness for comedy to me. Yeah. That's a trilogy right there. Yeah. Those three Those are three unbelievable. Those three are the most hysterical stand ups you will ever listen to. Oh my God. I mean, adult content for sure. Yeah, that's the thing. There's very crude, immature, funny stuff beyond belief. I mean, Eddie Murphy talking about being in the bathtub with G.I. <laughs> Joe and then the whole barbecue thing, of course, is a classic. Oh, barbecue and then Aunt Bunny yep. falling down the stairs. Yeah, Bunny, she's Bigfoot. She's Bigfoot. You shaved the bitch down, didn't you, Gus? Jesus. I mean, he should be 
they should be a statue made of him just for that routine. That was the funniest 10 minutes I have ever heard of <laughs> from any human being in my life. And I think that's why I get so mad when we were talking earlier about Saturday Night Live is Jesus Christ, can you not try to aspire to be half that funny? Leave the politics behind. Eddie Murphy wasn't political. No, no, he was It was, was not. everyday life observations, crude, nasty, gross, but they were funnier than hell. It, they oh, were ice funny. Cream got sprinkled on it. <laughs> they were funny because it was real life. And that, I don't I don't understand why we can't get back to that. <sighs> yes, we kind of delved into social commentary. We have time. I'm sorry. Because we can. Yes. I do have one dumbass to wrap everything up for the week. Uh, the... I, I will have one streaming show that I do want to discuss or bring up. Well, you go that go with that first. You go All first. Right. So, a little while back, we talked about the greatest week of the summer, Shark Week on Discovery. One of the shows that stood out You've heard me talk about Josh Gates, who does Expedition Unknown, where he goes off and find, tries to find different treasures and stuff throughout history. During COVID, when he couldn't travel, he did Josh Gates Tonight, where he did various interviews with different celebrities and other hosts of shows on Discovery. Well, during Josh Gates Tonight, he had an episode where he was talking with William Shatner, Captain Kirk himself, and it was it was it was a fun interview between the two. And Shatner brought up that he was afraid of sharks, and Josh Gates had done some stuff for Shark Week, and he said, "Well, if you want, let's do let's go diving with sharks." Well, for Shark Week this time. Starts off Shark Trek, where Shatner calls up Josh Gates and said, All right, Shark Week's here. Let's go. I want to get over my fear of sharks. And so you had this hour long expedition with Josh and Mr. Shatner overcoming his fear of sharks, diving with different ones. It was really entertaining and funny. So if you can find it, Discovery Plus, find it on demand, but Shark Trek was definitely worth watching. Very nice. Very nice. I go from uplifting Uncle, Uncle Dave's feel good to shark Uncle, story. Uncle Kevin's dumbass. Yeah, this is going to be one of those... Uh, Oh, I am I am not a celebrity. I'm not rich. I'm not entitled. But yes, I am kind of stories. Mila Kunis. Dumbass of the week. Ugh. She has come out and said it was, quote unquote, selfish of me to not let Ashton Kutcher fly into space recently. Because I told him maybe it would be more responsible for you to not die when we've got young children at home. 
Now she's feeling bad. For being a mom and a wife concerned about the health of her husband. This is this is rich people problems, kids. If there yeah. is a definition of rich people problems in the Urban Dictionary, these two this morons, Mila Kunis and Ashton Kutcher, should be right there, front and center. She has got. She feels bad because she's telling Kelso <laughs> to not spend hundreds of thousands of dollars. What was it to fly into space? A quarter of a million dollars was uh, that what it was? Something like that. Yeah. To fly into who? Who was he supposed to have flown? Dude, where's my spaceship? <laughs> was he supposed to have gone with Branson, or was he supposed to have gone with Bezos? I don't. Know. Bezos is going, dude. Branson's going, sweet. <laughs> Come on. Bezos is going, dude, fly in my flying penis. I don't think Mila Kunis has really got the intelligence of a box of rocks. But in this Neither case, does Ashton Kutcher, but... but in this case, how why is she taking the hit on this? God bless. Don't do this. This is the kind of woman I want to meet. Yeah. She's she's going to take a hit for him. This no. Yo, this is the responsible wife and mother when the husband goes, "Hold my beer, watch this." She says, <laughs> "No, sit your ass down." There you go. That's what I'm trying to get at. We she is a responsible party. Ashton Kutcher needs to be held in check. I want to go out in space, honey. I want to go out in space. Don't you think you might want to stay home and watch the kids and read them a bedtime story? But I want to go out in space. I want to go out in space. Shut up, Kelso. Jesus, God. Why is this so difficult to comprehend the fact? I don't care how many millions of dollars you got. Be responsible. Be a parent. Ugh, no. No, Mila was well within her right to say, no, you're not going. Go, you, the two of you, go do another stupid, dumbass Cheetos commercial and just leave the rest of us alone. Keep the whole space drama to yourself. Coocher, go do Dude, Where's My Car 2 with Sean William Scott. We've been waiting for it for decades. Exactly. Or why don't you just get the rest of the cast of the 70s show and sit in a circle? Well, but Masters, is he in jail? Is Masters in jail? I don't know if he wound up in jail yet or not. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, we're going to wrap it up for this week, kids. It was a fun weekend edition. Didn't have as much as we thought we would have, we hoped to have, but... We we went longer than we fully expected. we We always have things to talk about, people to rip on. Next week will be different. We'll have a review of Jolt starring the unbelievably beautiful Kate Beckinsale. I will bring my review of Spiral to the table. We will have our review Concert. of Warrant. Eric Turner, lead singer for Mr. Big. Yep. Eddie Trunk. We'll let you know how that was. I will probably have a review of the latest season of The Flash. You know why do you, know you subject the lack yourself? of enthusiasm in my voice as why I say that? Why have you subjected yourself to it? We 
bailed two seasons ago. Because I don't want to pay for Disney Plus, so this is the only last bastion of superhero shows I have at my disposal. They're garbage. I know. I know. I know. I need help. I need help. God. I just can't stand it anymore with him bringing his kids from the future, and they're all obnoxious and stupid, except for the one who was topless in Black Sails. There is that. I can't look at her as an innocent child because I know she's topless in Black Sails. Not just topless. Is she bottomless? I thought she did the full. Oh, Lord, help me. Now you've ruined it all for me, Dave. What am I going to do now? Go back and watch Black Sails. <laughs> Maybe that'll make the Flash a little bit more palatable. <laughs> that gives Flash a whole new meaning for you. Oh, Lord. All right, kids. Just let it go. Yeah, let it go. Yeah, the heart monitor didn't work this week. I think I lost it. <laughs> I, I, so I tried. Close. I tried so close. my best. You made it through the sports segment. Yeah, but... Boy, that whole thing with the Saint just, boy, that just grinded my gears to the point where they just let loose. There you go. Enough with the politically correct crap. Stop it. And on that note, say goodnight, Kev. Goodnight, Kev. Thanks, kids. I'm the Conquistador, Dave Height. I'm the maestro, Kevin Crane, trying to be calm and very, very mellow. We'll catch you next time. Please. Leave us a message, rate us, rank us, whatever. Spotify, Google, Anchor, everywhere that you get your podcast, we are there.